Hello and welcome to the DFS PhD MLB show for today, July 3rd. Um, as always, we're starting off the show positive and we're going to uh, go over some celebrations before we get into today, the review from last slates and um, the, moving on to today's slate. Love DraftKings putting up these nice $3 competitions. I'm going to keep maxing that for until I hit it, which I, unless it's soon, unless it's not soon. Anyway, I, I think I have a good, good uh, numbers, so... Uh, keep an eye out whenever there's overlay, guys. You might have missed the king of the baseline qualifier today. Although yesterday I did try to poach a uh, WNBA ticket, and three other people were thinking the same thing. In the last five seconds, four people pulled the trigger on a $275 qualifier. Might be too many sharks for me to continue swimming in the high-stakes WNBA world. That was really not welcome. Like, this was just money that was sitting there all night. Um, in the king of the baseline qualifier, you could tell it was happening out. I probably should have set an alarm and put in another lineup, but that's okay. Um, but yeah, so went okay. I did still in the WNBA, I did still have one lineup, take down a few satellites, not quite a full sweep, but enough to, you know, make it worth your while, make you feel like you understood part of the slate, but really you just played Vandersloot and she went off. Also, hey, when you're running good, you're running good. You got to celebrate things in real life too. I'm getting better at golf. This was obviously a par three, but this is my second time uh, with a really good round recently defined as multiple birdies and this is my first time ever with nothing worse than a bogey no doubles at all including one of those was like a shaky was it 16 yeah 16 was a long bogey putt to make the streak stay but not all of them were long so here's an example of i don't know if you can see the divot as well as i wanted you to but at 128 yard par three it bounced here ish and rolled and rolled so from the i was like starting to yell over there. I thought I might've had a hole in one from the, from the T, but tap in birdie. So that was good. Yeah. When you're rolling good, you're rolling good um, in all phases of life. Or, you know, you can just recognize when you get lucky, right? Like I saw Hel Helmuth in the, um, the world series of poker was that he was just recognizing that like, you know, he, in the past, he had been a bad beat guy. You know, everybody's like, nobody runs worse. Nobody runs worse. And it's kind of like a tongue in cheek thing, right? Everybody understands that luck plays a role. And sometimes you get unlucky and it's mostly just blowing off steam. So I'm not really saying that any of the guys who enjoy doing that game, but I am saying that mindset, if you're seriously in a nobody runs worse than me, woe is me mindset, that gets you nowhere. You got to recognize, I mean, yeah, if you got unlucky sometime, okay, that's too bad. Got to move on from that. And you got to recognize you're playing great. Focus on what you can control and make sure you are playing great. Make sure you your process is right. But that's what Phil was saying. He just said, just play great. Just play great. Just play great. Just play great. That's all he was saying to himself, trying to stay a little bit more positive. And you could tell, I mean, like, he won, but he wasn't gloating. Like, he was just saying, you know, I got lucky. <laughs> this was right after. This was a dude who came up to interview him because there was no, no real WSOP, like, um, cameras. The guy just came up to him and started asking him, you know, stuff. And he was like, He's listed like 10 hands. He's like, I got so lucky, man. I'm glad. I'm happy I won, but I got to recognize the luck. Uh, you know, I, I controlled what I could control. But at the end of the day, here's 10 examples of like how I won. That was just, you know, I probably should have won those hands. You know, I got to get lucky to get to this, this stage. So recognize the good things that happen when they happen. And then when they don't happen, don't beat yourself up about it. Just stay in a positive mindset and make sure that you've got things going the way you can. Make sure that when there's positive expected value, look at this, man. I'm pretty sure, didn't I win one of these golf golf millionaire tickets? Wasn't that on my, yeah. So I got, that wasn't one of the dollar ones. Oh yeah, the quarter. So no, this was a quarter competition. You could enter seven times. It was like 218 spots, 38 fill. I was like, what in the world is going on? So anyway, that 
that was just massive value. I've never, I, that's a four X. I mean, where do you get that? That's like, that's the next month. That's wild. Even in options trading to get that kind of return. Um, I can't, I can't envision any other place you get that kind of return. So in case you're wondering why you see me massively racking up WNBA satellites, qualifiers, et cetera, uh, that's why it's because nobody's entering those. And I like the WNBA. So I'm going to be there. Uh, I should be in more places. I started actually, I thought F1 was on here, right? Did I not leave my F1? Oh, right. Cause it was an old screenshot. I didn't do a final screenshot, but I have one, a couple of good F1 lineups, right? Cause there's a whole bunch of like, I didn't know about all the extra stuff that happens at the end of the race. So it wasn't as good after the, uh, after all of the bonuses and stuff were counted. Um, but I still took down like one or two satellites. It's just, eh. it wasn't like, it was, it was initially pretty bonkers. It was like, oh man, I got to start doing F1 all the time. And now it's like, okay, I got a positive expected value lifetime or my positive value lifetime. I can just quit. <laughs> I don't really like F1. Uh, it's more engaging than NASCAR, actually. I, I still don't really understand what any of this is, like all the words they're saying. But it was not, it's on a nice time of day. Eh, we'll see. I'll probably keep doing F1. I liked it. as a, I liked the gambling product. It was more fun gambling product than NASCAR because there's wrecks all the time in NASCAR. It's like, it's such a luck box thing as to whether or not you win the NASCAR thing. And that's why I'll play it because I don't think if you're a shark, you have any edge at all. Okay, let's get on to today's slate as you have joined the show, presumably for that. All right, well, we'll get to that. Oh, this is my bet. We're talking about yesterday and what whether or not my advice was good in the past and is there a consistent, systematic way I'm giving you wrong advice or myself, right? This is also, I don't, this is a good way to kind of quiz myself about what we did yesterday. Did we jam Spencer Strider? We did, great. Did the field not jam Spencer Strider? Somehow, somehow the field did not jam him. We were like three to four X the field on him and guess what? Yeah, that was great, he smashed. Gary Cole, man, what's going on with him? I, so who did do well yesterday? Did we miss anybody? We missed a bunch of people. So these guys were right on the borderline too. Montgomery, Heaney, guys we probably should have had some exposure to, especially running 150 lineups, maybe 10 to 30, right on the borderline. Who were they playing? Were they were they going against good teams? But there was questions, I think, about whether, yeah, Houston, no, none of these teams that make me cross them off. Singer against the Dodgers even, huh? Wow. Abbott, who was that against? San Diego. That's in the small park, huh? That was a big game. I'm not I'm not going to bet on that happening again. But anyway, um, okay, so overall, our picks were okay, but the edge picks, the GPP picks, paid off in GPPs yesterday. I was trying to figure out what happened. I thought I had all the good stacks going off, which I did. But now that does explain what happened. It was uh, wild and random pitchers going off that were at 3%. So that makes me think about today's slate. So welcome to today's slate. Um, we are whatever halfway through this video now. And I'm jamming the studs again. Always got to jam the good studs, which I think are Joe Ryan, Snell, and Webb. Um, I'm, I'm only going up to 40 and 45%, though. I feel like there's a good range of pitching options today. I just don't want one guy's blow up first, second, third inning to end my day for like more than whatever 45% of 150 is, uh, that's kind of high still. But, I, you know, I got to kind of make my peace with that because on average, just look at how much higher these top guys are than the next guys. So if I, I want on average to take six points from the field. So that's why I'm concentrating my my um, my bullets up high. And then everybody else has to be in the zone where like 85th, 95th percentile is 20 to 30. If you're not getting 20 to 30, you're completely out of consideration. Um, in terms of fantasy points. So my next guys, I'm making a stand on Wu today. I like both both sides of that play. Specifically, he's going up against somebody. Yeah, San Francisco is like one of the worst teams at strikeouts this year. 
They're at 9.7 strikeouts per nine. So that's bad. And um, anyway, so I'm targeting that. I think the field is, I mean, I guess they're on that too, 25%. So I'm a little bit over the field and I've kind of got him as like a fourth stud in, in my um, estimation for the day. And then I'm also on the same strikeout argument. I've, I've put Austin Cox in here as a two to three X, even though he's a real speculative dart, just because Minnesota's real bad at striking out. So, I mean, what if they don't, you know, hit, hit a few, um, you know, singles, doubles, whatever they're doing. I don't think they're home runs either. I guess they got Correa or one or two guys who can do it. But anyway, um, I think German and Elder are the other places. I don't know if this is like, I don't know if I believe 9% for German. I might ask around and see if that's that's right. Because, I mean, he did pitch the perfect game, right? Wasn't that? Uh, that was him in his last start, right? Perfect game. Baseball. No, it was, yeah, it was perfect game. That was wild. I mean, just tell me who it was. Unwritten rule. What? What? I mean, I don't care about unwritten rule. Okay. Um, Mitch. So, okay. We're definitely, I think he's going to be a little more owned than that. And in that case, I'm still not going higher than this. This is about 10 to 20%, 9 to 18% is where Elder and Herman are for me because they could go off like he did or not and get shelled by Baltimore. So, that either of those things could happen. I have no idea which one's going to happen. So that's why I'm keeping him at a low percentage. Um, same thing with Elder against Cleveland. Cleveland could shell him or he could completely take them to the woodshed and be the unowned piece that completely gives you wild leverage on the slate. So I'll take a couple shots on him being that leverage piece and probably also or hide. Like I might just hide as an average. I'm not taking a stand stand there. Yeah, I guess my only stands are really woo. And even then, that's kind of not that. Oh, yeah. And then Keller. I'm way on Keller. He's against the Dodgers today. Is that right? Yeah. He's pitching against the Dodgers, which I guess keeps ownership down. But I'm telling you, man, if the Dodgers do bad, they do bad, man. They don't do, like, medium bad. If they do bad, yeah, 19th in strikeouts. But you know that's not every game. Like, some games, they do fine. And then some games, they get shelled real bad. Like, guys, I mean, not out of question for them to get no hit. Because guess what? That's one loss, just like any other loss. So who cares, right? I mean, like, if you're winning more games than you're losing, and part of the strategy is that you, uh, yeah, uh, lose real bad sometimes, just like you win real bad most of the time, then you'll take that. Okay, so do I have any stack thoughts today? I think I said all my, they say everything aloud for the podcast people, about half the people are podcast people, bup, bup, bup. Oh, yeah. And I should say at this point, if you have listened this far, you should like, um, comment, subscribe, stuff for the uh I say that closer to the top, but for the algorithm, um, yeah, thanks for sticking around. I don't, I don't like this Minnesota having the absolute highest projection of uh, points for the day, so I'm not going to be uh, heavy Minnesota probably. I think San Diego, Atlanta, Dodgers stacks are fine, even though you know I'm playing the other side of Dodgers as well, because I think both things could happen to them. Seattle is 3.5. Who's going against Seattle? Okay, no, I'm going to have some Seattle as well. I, I'm a uh, basically. I think people maybe make the consistent play too often. And like, I, you know, I'm all about making consistent plays. I'm sure I'll make that today several times, like um, on a couple of these other ones, maybe won't be heavy Kansas city. Um, but like Seattle is one of those Jekyll and Hyde teams. They could go off for 13, 15 in a second or get no hit. So I'm going to have both sides of that. Just like with the Dodgers, I feel they're very Jekyll and Hyde Baltimore, very Jekyll and Hyde team. Um, like, cause yeah, they could hide themselves and have a very bad day any day. Um, 
But yeah, probably, I guess I don't really like Angels today. I don't really like Cleveland. So I'm guessing I'm going to not get to very much of these medium low teams. But some of these really low teams, I'm not sure I buy the argument for them being really low. And Minnesota, I don't buy the argument for them being quite so high. So that's my my take on the stacks today, I guess. And I'll summarize that later in the uh, yeah the video summary. So check that out. Um, also... Still waiting for value to open up because every every time I wait like another few minutes, I get a little bit better value. And yesterday and the day before, last couple times, I put out these picks at the same time I made the video. Picks have just gotten better all day long for like two or three hours after this. So I'm going to check back in in like, um, let's see, it's nine Pacific now. I'm going to check back in two hours around 11 when I'm setting lineups. Um, that is still before this. Oh, right. No, this is an afternoon slate. So yeah, I'll check, check back about one, one o'clock Pacific to see if they've got anything juicy that they've posted in the meantime. Um, so keep a, keep an eye out on my Twitter, DFS underscore PhD today. See if I drop anything. I do like this under strikeouts for Herman. I do like over strikeouts for Garrett. I just, <clears throat> I don't have enough other stuff. And I can't, I think I like under unders against Wu, actually. Yeah, that's not bad. It's just, that's four. I need a fifth. I don't really have a fifth. I don't really want to play Nico Horner. That's like borderline. I think they're going to give me a better fifth one. I don't want to do over strikeouts for Arenado. No, that's against Garrett. So I'm going to have the other side. You can't do pitchers against opposing batters. Batters against opposing pitchers. Okay. Um, yeah, I just don't like a fifth one enough to take it. So we got to get a little bit better of a fifth option, and then I'll post that fifth one. But, you know, you hear me. I like enough of the board. If you like a fifth one, you can pull trigger. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, good talking to you guys again today. I'll see you again tomorrow. And... Just remember, you're good enough, you're strong enough, and gosh darn it, somebody's got to win that money. Uh -huh.